Stafford uh, declared Mike Tyson dead, which was kind of funny. It's my favorite mistake people make. I love people declaring someone dead. He said Josh Allen's throw or something reminds him of the late great Mike Tyson's uh, punch. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? <laughs> There's a lot of problems there. Uh, the other night, Claire, my uh, partner was like, who, when they die, will make you really sad? And I said, when Bard Star goes, it's going to be a tough day. She's yeah. like, I think he died two years ago. And I was like, I, oh, no. I, I need a moment. He immediately started weeping. He's like, no, <laughs> you spring this on me now? I Well, and the worst part was she's like, don't you remember when his wife came out to Lambo And everyone was like, oh, come on. And I, I was like, I thought that was like his get well soon thing like i thought they brought her out to be like he's not doing great but with your help you can make yeah. it through if you buy three more stocks of the green bay packers bart will have enough energy to get out of that bed grandpa like, joe style from willy wonka yeah that's right clap for tinkerbell <laughs> if we clap loud enough bart will hear us or do you die yeah, or I was just like, yeah i was like i need to pick a different celebrity then you shoot. Um, then I said Dick Van Dyke, and she was like, no way he's still alive. And I was like, he's still right. alive. Oh, you bet. He's okay. out there tap dancing. By the way, Bob Barker's still alive. People are acting like that's a weird thing because because <laughs> there was one news story that declared him dead like five years ago. Also, <laughs> Sports Center bringing on a clip of Dan Levy. And I was like, no fucking way. Dan Levy's alive. <laughs> Yeah, true. Or not Dan, Marv Levy. Marv Levy. Who Dan Levy is. Marv Levy. And he had something poetic to say. Who would have guessed? Ama- amazing. He always does. Uh, you know, I'll, I have no idea when the audio started, but I'll probably just leave it all in. Welcome to the Flurry Sports Podcast uh, recording during the third quarter of Monday Night Football of Super Wild Card Weekend. I'm Zach Bruner. Jake Osmond's with me. How's it going, Jake? Ah, it's going good. And you know why, Zach? Because for one weekend, one glorious weekend, everyone loved Kansas State. It was a great time. <laughs> everyone yeah. cared. I was at the farm shaking hands and kissing babies because <laughs> everyone was like, "That he's your friend. You're alumni up there. And I'm like, I am. As all of, by the way, suddenly for one weekend, Kansas State became like the mom and pop university. Like everyone True. was just like, him and all of his buddies down there in Kansas had a – he was one hell of a quarterback. And I'm like, you didn't watch one Kansas – you didn't see those West Virginia games. I did, no. okay? They watched against Oklahoma, and that's it. And by the way, he was great. <laughs> Skyler Thompson great killed it. Great. I do want to – you know what? I am going to throw out one thing, though. We brought it on when he initially came on, and Kansas State fans were with me the whole time. Because of how he looked in the preseason, when I said on here – He's a scrambler. Everyone was like, <laughs> he doesn't run like his stats. He's not a scrambler. Did you see him? He's a scrambler, baby. Not a thrower. Uh, not not much of a thrower at the quarterback position. Uh, but, I mean, let's talk about Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson absolutely took America by storm, like you talked about. I mean, And you're one of your best friends, honestly. Like, we talked about all the war stories you two shared. Uh, your homie, lover, and friend, Skylar Thompson from Kansas State. Uh, you guys have wildcat blood in you. You shared it. And he almost beat the Buffalo Bills. And if he beat the Buffalo Bills, would he have been a hero? 
would he have been the biggest enemy of all time? The biggest villain of all time? What would Skylar Thompson have been if he took out the Bills before they could play the Cincinnati Bengals? That would have been really tough because here's what I think he would have been a hero. No way Mike McDaniels isn't a heel. Like that promo he would have cut afterwards would have been, yeah, yeah pretty healy. But I do think I can just hear like Skyler's promo would have been like, I mean, this is a miracle. He would have just been like, I'm so grateful. Thank God DeMar's alive. And then, we won, you know, it would have right. been a hard cut because whoever on the Dolphins they interviewed would have took a second, said, mm. glad he's OK, and then been like, and that we won. If the Dolphin I mean, Dolphins would have been like, I mean, we were playing without Tua, too. So, like, we also had some hardships here. Let's That's not right. pretend Bills are the only ones who suffered a loss. Both teams had injuries, which is true. true. Um, is true. I will say. I love – this is what I found out. I love Bill's playoff games because here's what I hate, Zach. I hate when teams don't understand that the NFL is about telling stories, right? I hate when they no-sell, like, we're not rivals. Like, in baseball, they every sport does it, but it's like I praise Dusty Baker because when it was like – are you happy you finally won a World Series? He's like, you're goddamn right on it. Like, he's like, yeah, man, I get it. Yeah. Um, the Bills are haunted, and it's my favorite thing ever. Like, I love a Bills playoff game because they know. They know what's <laughs> happening. They're, the whole time they were there like, no, <laughs> this can't be happening. Not again. Not, not yet. Every time Josh Allen threw an interception, he just stared at his hand. He's like, what are you doing? Like he's possessed by the <laughs> Drew Bledsoe, probably, but by he's also alive, by the way. But like by someone, some curse, some devil, demon. It, it, I mean, you're right. And the Chargers, by the way, are the flip opposite in the way that they are also cursed, but they don't acknowledge it. And see yes. what's happening. See what's happening, Chargers. Deal with it. Figure it out. Bring Philip Rivers back. He's the only one who can exercise the demons. Coach the team. Jeff Saturday came back and coached. Philip Rivers has just as much coaching experience as Jeff Saturday. Like, if he was coaching that game, they could have done some Ted Lasso-esque burning of, I mean, probably like a Junior Seau jersey or something. I'm not sure what it would be, but maybe. Oh, they'd have to they'd have to burn, like, the San Diego stuff. True. <laughs> just, like, random San Diego stuff. They got it. They're an LA team now. You know, they got to embrace it. LA teams win Super Bowls. San Diego teams don't. You know, that's true. That's true. Um, let's okay. Let's try to focus game by game. But sticking with Dolphins Bills, like, is there anything else to say about that other than, I mean, Skylar Thompson probably called you at halftime. Did he give you any insight into his 18 for 45 performance that lit America on fire? The closest I got was a text from uh, our mutual acquaintance. If you first time listening to the show, we're best buddies, we're friends. I know someone he knows that we talked one time. But the person that we both know texted me and then was like, there's our boy. And I was like, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. He's out there making us proud. Um, by the way, looked better than I've ever seen him look. So I I agree. And then you look at the stats and it's 18 for 45. I didn't make that up. 
he had a horrible game, but when you watch it, he looked really good. He did he look good. good. He looked good. Here's here's my takeaway, but it's just a boring takeaway to say out loud because, one, it's a bit of a buzzkill, and, two, we all know it. Josh yeah. Allen throws too many picks, man. That's the, like that's a takeaway. It's not fun to say because it'd be fun if they won, but it's like – it's also like the worst thing to like criticize a quarterback for because we like risk taking and anything, but it's like no, he throws too many picks to win the big one. Like there's no right. way. I don't know who it is, but there's no way this team gets through all the roadblocks because he, like the fact that you're throwing picks to this Dolphins team, does not inspire me with confidence against the Bengals. I agree, and this isn't. I say a lot of things I don't mean. This isn't me trying to like build a storyline. I think Josh Allen's at his worst when he has like a two or more score lead. Like he is so good in close games. He yeah. is so bad when it's like, hey, we got some cushion. We got nothing to lose. I'm just going to go out there and make a play. And then he always lets teams back in. it. And then he gives Skylar Thompson some momentum, which is the one thing I'm sure the Bills were preaching all week that you cannot do. No. Um, and, and listen here, if, if I could have given Sky, if he had called me during halftime, my good buddy, or what I think on what I should have talked to him about at that bar, Zach, I really should have <laughs> preached some clock management. <laughs> True. can't he believe it have. didn't come up, but Jesus Christ, man, call a timeout. Spike the ball, do something. I, you know, he's still, yeah. I think Skyler's such a nice guy. He was in there still trying to learn everyone's names. Probably. So your name is Tyreek. You're there so you fast. Got so it. fast. You are so fast. You're fast too. What's your name? Waddle. Got <laughs> Waddle. Got oh, got I love that celebration. It's like a penguin. Has anyone ever told you that? Yeah, he's just going around giving affirmations to each guy. Um, <laughs> here's the other thing I've noticed. and this, I, You know, I don't know if this strategy would work. Next time Josh Allen throws a pick, give the nose guard like a cement block to hold up. Because mm -hmm. Josh Allen is running directly into like every like next yeah. play, it's a quarterback run. Like it's yeah. like whatever you want to mad dog blitz, send the house. Like all, my money on Josh Allen running directly into a linebacker at full speed after a pick. True. He's so mad. And and he usually runs them over and everyone's like, that's the Josh Allen we know. He's the prototype, the MVP. We know how good he is. Why do people like him for that and not Daniel Jones? It's a different game and we'll get to it. But I, Daniel Jones might have become my favorite player this last weekend because he's every high school's quarterback and I love it so much. We can talk legitimately. He may have been the best quarterback this weekend. I don't think that's a stretch to say. He was really good. It, he, <laughs> he played one of the worst defenses in the NFL, but I thought he looked really good. Yeah, this weekend, um, probably, as we record this during the, the Cowboys game. Um, I would say so. I'm trying to think of a – Brock Purdy. But um, – He looked – we should not excuse Brock Purdy for that game. He no. was bad. He was really bad. I know. He looked bad. Um, Joe Burrow wasn't great. No. And then, obviously, like, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence each played one half of football. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Kirk Cousins sucked. Yeah, I mean, true. Trevor, yeah, yeah, you can't. I saw people doing this. It's my favorite thing ever. Like, it, the, the same thing they did when, like, Josh Allen lost the greatest football game of all time last year. And they were like, besides those turnovers, he had the perfect game. 
And it's like right. people were doing that again with like Trevor Lawrence had the game of his life. And I'm like, four picks. It cannot like three to one person. That's inexcusable. <laughs> like that's I like the can do attitude, but you need to knock it off. Also, every quarterback's been there. Quarterback, sound off. But there's been a guy that you're like, I can beat that guy. But right. you're you're like, no way he does it again. We we've all done it on Madden. You've all been like, no way they pick that same play again. For sure. It's like, yeah, I'm going to sneak this one right over his shoulder. He's not going to know what happened. Oh, he picked it off again. Okay. Well, <laughs> next time we got, I got some. How does he before. know? As I'm staring right at him. It's like, yeah. <laughs> he points you. at him first. I know. Uh, um, to wrap up the Dolphins game, I think the only thing that I got out of that there is, like, for all of the memes of, like, the Dolphins collapse this year, they're a good team. Like, I, like yeah. they certainly shouldn't. What I got out of this is you need a quarterback. And I don't think two is the quarterback. Right. I'll say their offense is for sure top five. You could argue top three in the end. Their offense is very good. Rest of teams, whatever. Uh, they've committed, supposedly, I think it was the owner, committed to Tua next year, uh, said he's going to be back healthy. Also said he doesn't think Tua is more prone to any con- – like any concussions more than any other player going forward, which I say, okay, let's see, prove it, prove it. Let's throw them out there. Let's see what happens. But like, I don't That's know so dumb. If, I, he, if he gets a concussion next year, week one, what, what does, what do it, what does anybody do? Like you can't roll into next season with Teddy Bridgewater at number two, or I mean, Skylar Thompson is the three. He needs. He's a glue guy. Skylar Thompson's QB three, but like the Dolphins need to invest in like a backup quarterback, someone like Joe Flacco. I, I don't know. Honestly, Derek Carr, maybe, maybe. Like they need to pay somebody because One of like the Pittsburgh guys. Yeah, I mean, two is, two is going to get hurt. He's he's for sure going to get hurt. Teddy's not healthy, and Skyler. Here for all the our jokes about Skyler. Here's my big criticism on as good as he looked at stretches during this game. As you said, his his stat line was abysmal. Um, <laughs> yeah, he can't. Four times I counted, I saw Tyree Kill running open deep. He doesn't have that in him. Like it's no. just not like he doesn't. That was he my waved. favorite on the last play. He's running up and down field, and the announcers are like, "He had him," and I'm like, 20 yards outside of his range. Yeah. What are you talking about? He doesn't have that in him. Like I can't just because someone's standing on the other side of the field doesn't mean I I could throw it to him. And I think it's Skyler. You know, yep. Skyler Thompson rolls out of the pocket and waves Tyree Kill back towards him every time. <laughs> hitch, <laughs> hitch, yeah, yeah. A 40-yard hitch. Please, just come back somewhere. I'll lob it up for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That's the only problem there. I would, like, I mean, <laughs> is Jeff George still looking for a team? Like, just sign a guy <laughs> with a cannon. Like, get him out there. Yeah. Legitimately. And Dolphins kind of went all in this year. So, I mean, how are they going to be next year? Probably worse, which is fun. I like that. Dolphins, the NFL is better when the Dolphins are bad. That's my opinion. Maybe not, but. Like what? What's your favorite Dolphins team over the past twenty years? It has to be Jay Cutler's Dolphins, or maybe Brock Osweiler. That's like, not true. That's what? not true. It's Chad Pennington's Wildcat Wildcat Dolphins. Fine. That's also very good. <laughs> also fun. They have a lot to choose from. Um, when Ricky Williams came back, 
<laughs> that was my, you know, and they sure. somehow beat Brett Favre's Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Brett. Um, Love it. Okay. So Giants, Vikings, we can talk about that a little bit. Supposedly an upset, I suppose. Like this was unbelievably predictable in terms of an upset. The Vikings did exactly what the Vikings did all year long as they kept it close and they just didn't make enough plays. Like including against the Giants. Like that was the part right. where I was like, they played it like the Giants dominated that game. And they I mean, maybe I'm biased. I don't think I was. Vikings got for sure a lot of calls in their favor. I think Giants maybe a little bit too, but Vikings for sure got a ton of calls in their favor. And again, their offense is fine. Their defense is so bad. They're so bad at football. It's so bad. And also, we've been saying it for years, so I don't – and I know they're hurt. Like, Viking fans have been screaming about it all year so much that I'm like, whatever. Everyone's hurt. Your yeah. own life sucks. And when that's they're healthy, they suck. Like, that's my – like, yeah. so that's the one guy. thing where it's like I loved it, but, like, Williams for the Giants was yeah. getting four yards of penetration every play with the center in front of him. <laughs> like, right. Every it's every interior lineman's dream. Like it's a straight bull rush. Like you've got the guy in front of you, but it's like that. I mean, that's inexcusable. Like, yeah. like as good as their offense is around that, like if Kirk has he's never like clean in the no. pocket. I mean, anyone who listens to Lombardi sweep as well, obviously Vikings played the Packers a couple of weeks ago and heard me yeah. talk a ton about this interior offensive line for the Vikings. Center, especially like I cut a promo about how fucking terrible that guy. He's bad, bad. <laughs> yeah, He's really bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Kirk Cousins is notably horrendous when the pocket collapses in front of him. And that's all the Vikings or Giants did. Uh you got Wink just sending like eight guys in the middle. That's all he needed to do. I know. How bad are they, by the way? So bad that on the last play. He panicked to his his emergency option, and it wasn't deep enough. That was my favorite. Was he was like, "Shit, no!" Like he's like, "Oh, that route's not deep enough." Fuck, yeah, fuck, fuck, you know. Right. Which, by the way, is basically what Tampa did the entire first half of this game, which yeah, still isn't looking great. Um, I will say, I'll compliment one thing about the Vikings. So buckle up, everybody. T.J. Hawkinson. Putting Lions fans on his back saying, hey, I understand you missed out. No one likes it that you missed out, but watch this. I will carry the torch for you. 10 catches, 129 yards. Ridiculous. Even more ridiculous that Detroit just kind of gave him away for no reason. But (laughs) it's so weird to an in-division rival. (laughs) I don't think that's talked about enough. And I've said this on multiple shows now, I think including this. We, We need to revisit that trade. Because it made no sense at the time, and we can't forget about it. It is such a bad trick. And no one gets it. And every time I hear it brought up, someone goes, Dan Campbell must know something we don't. And I'm like, he doesn't. Let's revisit. Let's revisit. Like You say that, though. I think the Lions set the record for most tight end touchdowns this year. Not that the, their guys were good, but like Brock Wright had a game well, winner afterwards. You, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what happened. Tight ends coach Dan Campbell knew they've got <laughs> – Great tight ends, and he said we can let him go because our other tight ends are so good. They right. should have got more for him, and he shouldn't have gone to Minnesota. That's like, the part I don't get. Like, it's so wild because the trade happened. I said why? Saw the compensation. I said why? That makes no sense. Then I was like, 
well, at least he's a free agent after this year. You look at his contract and no, he's not. <laughs> like, he's not. So he's, he's under contract next year. It's so weird. No. And the one thing I will say is talking about why games like this stay close is throughout the game, you're panicking about Justin Jefferson. And when the game is closed down the stretch, he's a menace. Because yeah. not only is he great, but safeties don't know what to do in two-minute drills with him on the field. Because they're just like no. – like usually they teach safeties to like really like give space and prevent like the worst-case scenario in those. And with him, it's like you can't give him space because he right. will outrun you on a hitch route, and he's the best route runner in the league. So it's like, well, I have to clamp him close. But also they've got now three other dudes who are great. Dalvin Cook, no one ever talks about. And right. he's a stud. So it's like their offense is good. I um I think Kirk Cousins is fine. I just think with this particular team construction, you need someone who makes better decisions. Like I think yeah. he's talent-wise good. I just think when you have – I would put the Vikings up there with any team in the league with Hawkinson now of like best offensive personnel. And it's like – Sure. In terms they, of the weapons. Yeah, it's the weapons. offensive the, line. <laughs> well, true, true. Well, and also, you know what would help? Someone who's faster. Like, if you're not going to have a good mm-hmm. offensive line, get have someone out there who can run, you know? Right. Could you imagine, and maybe it wouldn't work, I guess, just because of play style. But, like, if I'm the Vikings this offseason, I guess it doesn't work. It doesn't work because Kirk is guaranteed so much fucking money. But, yeah. like, I would still try to throw whatever I could at Lamar Jackson. No, I think you, know? you still do. I think you still do. And for, honestly, players like that make it work. Like Dalvin Cook is – honestly, Dalvin Cook has had to be a workhorse running back for them in years past. But I don't think he'd have to be. Like if you have Lamar Jackson, like I think you'd be amazed like what Dalvin yeah. Cook do in other aspects of the game. Um, I, I, I agree. Th- that was my first thought. I, I also think like – it won't work, but like if I'm the Vikings, I do that, throw whatever I can on Lamar Jackson. Maybe for some reason the Ravens don't match. I think you can move Kirk Cousins' contract too. I think the Colts trade for him in a heartbeat. Sure does. Fits their fits their guess who profile. They're flipping right. up the little boards of like what does our next quarterback look like? I think right. it's Kirk Cousins. I think Carolina does it. I think Arizona maybe. Uh no, because it guaranteed so much for Kyler too. But, like, there's teams that will do it. Um, but getting off the Vikings, they lost. Who cares? Good Seattle. night. Maybe. Seattle's so weird. Like, I don't know what they do with Geno. San Francisco? Maybe. Who knows what the hell's happening over there? Um, Seriously. Um, but, Oakland, for sure. Uh, sorry, Las Vegas. Um, getting yeah. off the Vikings, though, just like on the other side of the game. So, Giants win. Giants now. Uh, they go up against the Eagles division rival, obviously third game in uh, the season against them. I wish they were playing the Niners because I really like the way the Giants look right now, but I just don't think they're a good matchup for the Eagles. I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't think anyone's a good matchup for the 49ers. Like, I think 49ers are the best team in the NFL. I think if I had to put them against someone, it would be the Giants. Because I think one of the reasons that the Niners are so scary is the pressure they put on quarterbacks and things. And I think there's no pressuring Daniel Jones because he (laughs) wants you to pressure him. Sure, It's unbelievable. I've never seen someone run the Boise State offense on a professional level before. And it's incredible, dude. I, by the way, Giants this week became like, they might be my favorite team to watch in the NFL. 
Oh, I, I love that style of football. It's incredible. I love – well, I mean, I love him. Brian Dayball, we've talked about it. Love him. Wink Martindale, everyone knows I love him. Wink's the yeah. fucking man. And he just interviewed to be the head coach of the Colts. If he yeah. – if Wink's a head coach, we are going to – it's Rex Ryan, baby. He's back. That's all it is. <laughs> By the way, favorite promo of the week was I watched the pregame with Rex, and he's like, everyone's talking about how much more talent – talent this defense of the Giants has than the uh, the Vikings guys on the offensive line, especially. And he's like, and he goes, I agree, Dale, but then what are we doing? Fucking bring it, Wink. Like, he just <laughs> cut a promo at him. He's like, bring the house, Wink. What the hell are you doing? And it was like a friend yelling at a friend. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, do it, Rex. Let him know. Like, he's like, bring the house, Wink. And I'm like, how many times do you think he's called him and just yelled, bring the house, Wink. Like, it's just <laughs> poker night, everything, you know? <laughs> for everything for sure um but yeah love them and then i mean daniel jones we've talked about it on the show a long time ago last year when daniel jones is like he needs to have a prove a year and he's still probably probably not going to get a contract we liked him i i think he's a good quarterback and to, like this playoffs man he's earned 150 200 million dollars for himself which is scary maybe but it's awesome well, if you're a good coach, like, I think it just shows, like, I think the NFL, rightly so, like, has gotten so obsessed with the passing game of, like, the Niners have shown, if anything, like, good schemes, like, beat arm talent, like, if you can get it right, or at least it's more sustainable. And, like, Jones is that. Like, he might be the most annoying quarterback to play in the NFL. Because it's like, yeah, whatever, like, if you – like if you give him too much room, like they run the play action really well. He's got mm -hmm. really great slot wide receivers. Like they yeah. don't really talk about that, but they run good routes and they're quick. Um, you have to load the box because Saquon is a construction worker on the football field. It's ridiculous. Um, and then when you like take all that out and he rolls out the pocket, no corner in the league is taking him down on the run. Because he's a he's a white-tailed deer out there. It makes no sense. I love watching him run. It's an antelope galloping down the field. He has to cover four yards a stride. It's ridiculous when yeah. he runs. He also runs hopping a little. He is an antelope. Watch him run next time and tell me that he's not constantly like turning back and forth. It's great. <laughs> I kind of want to edit in. Like a big pause after you said white and then tailed deer. Just like edit it like 30 seconds. He is a uh, white guy. Uh, he is. It's weird. It's weird to see. But he is. Uh, but yeah, he is extremely athletic. And then now he, they play the Eagles. Like I said, everyone's like, ah, oh, that sucks. So uh, Eagles versus probably 49ers. I don't know, man. Like, I don't think the Giants are going to get beat easily. Like, there's no reason to think that, in my opinion. I think this is a good team. And I think the Eagles have really struggled down the stretch. I think it's a good team. I, I think it has to be close just because I think the Giants keep games close. Like, that's what that team's built to do. They're going to take – they're going to chew up a lot of the clock. Um, mm. I think I, – I'm still thinking that the Eagles have the advantage here mainly because, boy, did they need the bye, like, more than any other team. Like, I think a well-rested Eagles team is going to look really good. Um, sure. but I think the Giants are going to give them a hell, a hell of a run. I do you think kind of the pivot now a little bit? Do you think looking at what we get in the AFC, 
do the Jags, <laughs> the miracle Jags, like, do they give any sort of a fight to Kansas City? Uh, yeah, just because I feel like Kansas City is not good enough to, I, I don't think they're good enough to just blow somebody out. I think Patrick Mahomes has a lot of Josh Allen in him where he just fucks around. They, they literally ran a merry-go-round play. <laughs> like that, yeah. I think that's what they are. I don't, and I don't think their defense is amazing. I, I still think if I'm putting my money on a team to win the Super Bowl, I think it's still the Chiefs. But yeah. like. Jaguars have a good offense. They have a ton of weapons. They spent a lot of money this offseason on their offense. I think Doug Peterson, I need to go and look to see how Doug Peterson has fared against the Chiefs in particular, like against Andy Reid in particular, coming from that system. Mm-hmm. But, like, if anyone can coach against Andy Reid, I think it's probably Doug Peterson. And here's what I would say if people, like, I think, because not a lot of people watched a lot of Jags game this year besides. <laughs> The Charger one, but yeah. they've done that game a lot this year. That's happened a ton because surprise, yeah. surprise, Lawrence throws too many picks. <laughs> yeah, like just so many. And like you said, gross interceptions. Just like Bad. no one should throw that. But one ETN's incredible. Yep, like he's really that, good. Everyone's talked about like the Urban Meyer effect. ETN playing this year has also been. Almost, yeah, kind of, yeah, like yeah. as much as like no one's really talked about it, but it's like that might have been more impactful than anything else. Um, here's yeah. what I will say though think of like all the scores and the runs that the Jags have put up on teams. Like they had a 30 point run two weeks ago against somebody, too, in the second half. Like, yeah, when, when you think about that, if he can somehow have a game where instead of those turnovers, like he just has a clean game, they can keep up with Kansas City. Yeah. Like there's not many teams that could, but they can because they can legit score 30 and a half easy. Like they do it, they've done it multiple times this year where they put up three or four touchdowns and a half. And like that's what you kind of have to have the capability of doing against the Chiefs. And in terms of weapons, like skill position players, they're kind of built like the Chiefs, to be completely honest. I understand yeah. Evan Engram is not Travis Kelsey. I'll go on <laughs> record of saying that. But, like, he's that receiving tight end who he's looked really good this year. And, like, all the slot weapons and little weapons and the way they, like, run their routes and stuff, they are kind of mimicking the Chiefs this year. And clearly it's working, obviously. But, yeah, ETN then is similar to, like, a Jarek McKinnon. Like, he's a receiver out of the backfield. They move him to slot. They don't know where he's going to go. Like, that's going to be a really fun game to watch, I think. I think it'll be fun. I also think like what we should, which we saw in this game was like the Chargers totally collapsed. Yes, but yeah. the Jags are capable of making a team one dimensional. Like the reason the first half got out of hand was four fucking turnovers. Like the defense <laughs> yeah. of the Jags is not bad. Um, mm-hmm. It's is it great? No, but I'd put it on par with Kansas. I would probably say it's better than Kansas City's defense. Um, True. Uh, and I know that's not saying a ton, but I think that they're enough to like put some pressure on it. They held the Chargers to zero rush yards in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that has to be on the Chargers, but uh, a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's what I will say to your point from earlier, one of the Chiefs comebacks, like looking at all of their comebacks, Kelsey is the man. Like, yes, Mahomes okay. is throwing the ball, but part of like their comfort is – he thinks when he gets down, he can throw to Kelsey every play. And that's going to bite him. Usually. 
and he can usually, but that's going to bite him in the ass one of these times of like, For sure. as good as Kelsey is, it's like a tight end cannot get open every play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if anyone can, it's him. And maybe he'll do, like, he had a game this year where he had four touchdowns and a half or a quarter. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Jesus Christ, maybe you can do anything. But I just think that recipe like isn't super sustainable. Like it's like, and especially against a team like the Jags who are going to do the craziest blitzes you've ever seen because they've got nothing to lose. Like if they beat the Chiefs, they don't care if they win the Super Bowl. Right. I will say Andy records, Andy Reid's record following a bye week kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Like he's one of those coaches that are insane. Like Chiefs are going to win this game, but I think it's going to be close. Like I think they are just going to make it close. Going back to the Chargers though, I need to say this because you went on that rant preseason, nailed the Chargers. Yeah. You had like one win off, fucking whatever. We know the Chargers are the most predictable team in the NFL. And if they're not the most, then there's the second to the Raiders because the Raiders are also very predictable. Yeah. The Chargers were up 17 to 0. I turned to Lindsay, my girlfriend. I said, Chargers are going to get up by a little bit more. They're going to blow this lead. And then I did say I didn't know if they're going to win or lose. And then Staley afterwards is going to be like, I made all the decisions based on analytics. And if analytics says it's a good decision, then it's a good decision. 17-0. They go up 24-0. They go up 27-0. And then they get outscored 31-3 the rest of the game. It's unbelievable. And I think I'm wrong for doing this. I do want to say this. but And I want to ask you about this because I watched that. And I'm like, the Chargers are the Chargers. They're cursed. This is what the Chargers always do. And then secondly, I go, Brandon Staley's fucking horrendous, which I think is true. I'm not giving Herbert any blame. And I think that's wrong. He needs to be blamed, right? Um, <laughs> It's hard to blame him for this game. I mean... Is it though? That, I don't know. That, um, The scheme was terrible. Like they, um, they had one good drive in the second half and they missed a field goal. And that drive wasn't even that good. They, mm-hmm. they only attempt five rushes in the second half, you know, like, yeah. It, um, I think there's some blame to go to Herbert's only in the sense of like, I, you know, like what does audibles look like and what do, like how much of the play calling is on him and how much of the play calling is on uh, Staley. Like, yeah. So so I think there's some blame to go there. Um I also think honestly as weird as it is to say they should have scored more in the first half. For sure. For sure. And I do think uh Herbert has some of that I'll call it like an Andrew Luck in him yeah. where like I think he's so passive and I think he respects the game so much where he's like I'm a player, I'll play, coaches coach, players play. And I don't think he demands anything, and I don't think he's assertive enough to speak up and be like and change the play at the you know line of scrimmage. Uh, talk to the coach and say I don't like that call. Like I don't think he does that, and I could be completely wrong. I honestly, this is one I of those things I have zero. Either I also think like they are a pretty like ego free team, and that usually works. But in a case like this, like it kind of bites him in the ass because it just makes you play passive, like you said, like. Austin Eckler's also not out there like, feed me, you know? I agree. And I've heard the couple Chargers fans that there are, and I do think there are very minimal, <laughs> um, they are saying this is a different game if we have Mike Williams. We lost because we didn't have Mike Williams. And I don't think that can be an excuse anymore. 
you just need to know you're not going to have Mike Williams. Like if it's a big game, he's not going to be there. He's going to be hurt. That's what it also it seems can't like. be your an excuse. <laughs> it can't be an excuse in the game when you were up twenty seven. True, like you yeah. know, like what was he going to do? Play safety? Like what do you <laughs> you know? Like you like that's stupid. I I mean. I, if anything, it's like if your defense is a little like if you got more out of Bosa, like if he's out there 100 percent like playing well, like maybe. But like, you know, yeah, um, it, maybe you can say that. But here's my thing with this. I used to think the talk about Staley, like needing to get fired and like being terrible was overblown. He, I, I'm just here on this. Keenan Allen and other players are like talking about it. He's got to go. Yeah, you just have to show you could change nothing about this team except the name of your coach, and it'd be a win. Like you I just agree. need new culture, you know. I don't know if they can get him or not, but like if you have, if you are able to get Sean Payton as your head coach, I know. with this team, with these offensive playmakers, with that quarterback, you have to. Like that team will be. I would be close to picking the Chargers to win the AFC West next year. I think it would make them that much better i think they should be considered one of the best teams in the nfl if the only thing that changes is sean payton as head coach and of course it sounds like it means vic fangio as defensive coordinator who i think would be a top three defensive coordinator as well like come on just do something or i thought of a new game i think the only way to fight andy reed like no one's thought of this you know so <laughs> throw it out there Okay. You know, he used to not get the job done in Philly, you know? I agree. Yep. So people need to bring in the guys who kept him contained. We need to call mm. up Wade Phillips. We, yep. need to, we need to call up Mike Shanahan. Yep. We Bingo. need to call up the, the, man. Old, the oldest man <laughs> on the planet. Say his name, Zach, for the people at home. Tom Coughlin, face as red as the fucking sun. Always. Tom Coughlin back in the league. That's what we need. <laughs> That's why people are saying the NFL is kind of a deteriorating product. It's because we have, don't have enough Tom Coughlin. Get a bit there. Say what you will. No one talks about this enough. Tom Coughlin making his punter cry after he punted it to Sean Jackson is <laughs> one of the best moments I've had as a football fan. <laughs> like, I didn't know he could move that fast. Like, he cornered that punter quick on that mm -hmm. field. That is true. That is very funny. Uh, one last thing with this Jaguars-Chargers game, Jake, because this was the game, obviously great comeback. Some people saw it coming. Some people were just entertained by it. This is the game that proved that the NFL was rigged and scripted according to the internet, and that's because of a post-game uh, interview question answer by Trevor Lawrence. And because, Jake, it, it, we'll preface this, uh, with you and I love storylines more than anything. You and I promote that the NFL should be scripted maybe uh, more than anything. But Trevor Lawrence said after the game, this game couldn't be scripted any better than this. And that is why everyone's like, Trevor Lawrence, let it slip. The NFL is rigged. He blew it. And what's your answer to that, Jake? Did Trevor Lawrence let it slip as they are saying? My answer to that is ugh, there's no one more boring than Trevor Lawrence. Like, no one's Agreed. like, you think if it was scripted, we'd let Lawrence in on it? Like, <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like that man would, he's not breaking script. 
dude. Like, there's no way. And two, that's ah, dumb. Like, like you said, out of all the moments, like that's not the moment we know it's scripted. Like, but yeah. um, couldn't have scripted it any better than this. Like, right. Yeah. Josh Allen said the same thing about winning after DeMar Hamlin came back. No one thinks we killed that guy. It's also a, true. <laughs> Good point. Uh, that's yeah. also just a saying. Like yeah, it's, it's just a saying. It's just yeah. a saying. Let's relax a little bit. Um, good point, though, DeMar Hamlin. Um, because I want to talk about DeMar Hamlin a little bit. Let's just say uh, Bengals, uh, Ravens, let's talk about this game. Bengals won um, closer than a lot of people thought it should be. Obviously, the uh, goal line hurdle for Tyler Huntley swatted. Return for a touchdown was the difference for the Bengals. Um, John Harbaugh. Uh, kind of acting like a petulant child, I would say, maybe during the game, during the uh, mid-game interview, whatever it was. After the game, J.K. Dobbins and Harbaugh also went for Huntley, saying that Huntley was supposed to kind of dive into the end zone, go low instead of go high, and he went high, and that was the reason, and that's probably true, and that was probably a mistake by Huntley, Um, but they kind of went after him. And people aren't really talking about this, but J.K. Dobbins was bitching the entire game. Like, they flashed him on the sideline a little bit. That dude was complaining after he scored a touchdown. That dude was complaining after every single drive. So I think he has some beef uh, with something else going on. Um, But you watched the John Harbaugh uh, answering questions as well. Um, Petulant Child, good description. Or what what did you get from that? Uh, Petulant Child slash, like, Everyone's grandpa gets like that some days, right? Like, every, like <laughs> yeah. it's just grumpy old man. Like, mm. you've seen those old people at restaurants who are like, we've been waiting sure. 45 minutes. Like, that's that guy. Like, it's like, yeah. the waiter, she just works here, John. Like, <laughs> it's just the interviewer. Like, of course she asked you about the fucking penalty. Like, what are we doing? So, okay. So this has been a question on the internet for a couple years now, Jake. And I think maybe we have a, a good answer now. Karens have been taking over the internet for as, as, as soon as, you know, we've gotten flip phones with cameras on them and people are saying, what's the male equivalent of a Karen? John. Is it a John? That I think that's a good answer. A John for sure. John. Oh, here's the, or is it a Jim? Because that's Maybe. also a good candidate. Because mm. um, here's, you know, what, whatever that name is, no, here, we have a good example of this. Because I think the perfect male equivalent of that is, like, everyone has a John at their, like, youth sporting events who's like, you're yeah. going to call that a strike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Softball. I think I'll call it whatever the hell I want. Shut yeah, up, yeah. John. Yeah. Shut up, Jim. Jim is great, though. Mm. Let us know. Let us know, people listening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you got a better name, let us know as well. At Flurry Sports Pod on Twitter. I would Shut love up, to wink. know. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows a, a wink who just <laughs> needs to cool it. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. I I don't know, but let us know because John Harbaugh certainly uh channeled mm-hmm. his inner Jim Harbaugh, maybe. Yeah. And uh let, let a few things slip that maybe he would have kept tight otherwise. Ravens ended up losing. Um, but I thought they looked good. Like I, I thought they looked pretty good. They obviously hung in there with the Bengals who so okay, this this is a question. I'll do a sports talkie question here. 
Um, does this make game coming away from that game? Are you more impressed by the Ravens or do you feel worse about the Bengals? What was your bigger takeaway? Impressed by the Ravens. Okay. Like so shorthanded and also like that was my one gripe is like rightly so, like you said, for that play. Cause like, like if you're going to dive like that, man, like and you're going to go that high, like you have to be closer. Like you can't yeah. be outstretching for yards in that position. So like it's a bad play. I thought Hundley played great. Like I, I honestly thought he kind of played out of his mind. Yeah. Um, he, Mark Andrews, he, talk about Mark Andrews. Like you're a big lover. Of, he legit. He played great. He played I really was about, good. I was about to say. I texted you. They should throw a parade for Mark Andrews. Got the best call I've ever heard from Mike Tirico, which is half the population of Kansas City or half the population of Cincinnati is going to be covering Mark Andrews on this last play, <laughs> which is That's so good. true. Like you look at that end zone, and everyone like they're <laughs> like they're wanting to remind him to take his insulin. They are hugged to him, you know, tight, Mark, Mark, Mark. Don't forget, don't forget. Here's a snack. Like, they are all over him. He had the game of his life. And also, um, like, and part of that is, like, getting the ball to him. Like, I thought they played good. Um, They've been playing this scheme for a little bit. Um, Everyone talks about the trade 49ers made for McCaffrey. Not enough people are talking about bringing in that linebacker to uh, Baltimore. His name escapes me for a second. Smith. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, huge. Great trade. Yeah, yeah, great trade. Like, um, they mentioned the game, but it's like they were averaging giving up 30 points a game before he arrived. And, like, it's not just him, but they knocked down that average by, like, 11 points after his arrival. So it's, like, it's great. Like, they're really good, I think, for all the gripe Harbaugh's going to get about not only that, but also how snippy he was, like, post-game and also his comments mm-hmm. about Lamar. Like, Great coach, like a really well-coached game. Um, and my whole yeah. thing with the Bengals is, like, I, I'm i not worried because, one, it's the third time they play Baltimore. So I think that should, like, make it close. And, two, like, I was more impressed with their defense than I sure. would be, and I'm not worried about their offense. Like, their offense is going to be fine. As long as Burrow's not on his back, you're okay, yeah. you know? Honestly, that defense, and we said it two years ago, talking about like wh- why the Bengals were so bad, talking about two years ago, not their Super Bowl year last year. Yeah. And because they traded for DJ Reader, who ended up not playing, DJ Reader is the difference maker on that defense. He's so good. He gets zero respect in terms of uh, interior defensive line play. He is an absolute fucking monster. He should be talked about with Aaron Donald and everybody else, in my opinion. Like He's not an every down player like some of those guys. But he's a disruptor for sure. He's really good. I, You know what? You mentioned it, so I am going to stay here for a second. I said this in the beginning of the season. I'm going to pick now to stick my flag in the ground. This is the hill I die on, I guess. You give me any tight end in the league for the next five years? No, longer. Ten. I'm taking Mark <laughs> Andrews. <laughs> Honestly, hey, he played really well. He is actually younger, I think, than some people remember. He Correct. also that that was it was a very careful estimation on okay. my part because it's the next <laughs> sure. two years, Kelsey. But yeah. like, like, give it longer. Like it's him, man. He's so good. He's so good. He was so close to saving that fumble return touchdown too. He's I the know. only one who chased. He almost got that tackle. I was watching that live and I yelled at my TV, "Get him, Mark!" I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. Like everyone else is cheering for the fumble return, and I'm like. Do it. Be a fucking hero. <laughs> like, 
Oh, can you imagine if he just tripped him on the bottom of his cleat? I would have lost my mind. Oh, can you also imagine listeners listening to this episode and how the the elation they felt because the title of this show is "Get Him Mark," and you just said it. They <laughs> they just finally got it. They got to it. Forty-eight. We got him, Mark. We got him. Um, <laughs> listen, it was. I think that was a really good game. Um, yeah. Is there any more exciting play in football than a fumble return for a so score? So good. So good. On anything fumble return, I'll include a punt block return, but that's also kind of a fumble. Like that punt block is, so is a little more fun. The unsung part of the, all of these fumble returns is in a fumble return, seeing the person who fumbled to get blocked is incredible. Always. Punt Always block, good. that's the best part. If, oh, if you never get to see a high school punt block, you're missing out. Because <laughs> a punter in high school getting fucking drilled is yeah. like the best thing you could ever see. That's like my favorite memory from football is For sure. a couple times where you're on a punt block and then the punter turns around and everyone wants to hit the punter. You know? Every, every, <laughs> yeah. every time there's a turnover, because like if it's a quarterback throwing an interception too, everyone's taught to – like defenses are taught to go get that fucking quarterback. You earned it. And yeah. when it's high school, these quarterbacks are also playing defense usually. So they feel like they should go make a tackle and they're wrong because everyone's coming for them in, in the college pros. They get off the field, but not in high school. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, I know. I, I it's so good. It is so good. Um, and then lastly, I think, I mean, it's it was the least exciting just because it was a blowout. Uh, 49ers take care of business. Um, yeah, I it was close. Like it was closer than the score indicates, though. Correct, correct. Um, blowouts too harsh. I just never felt like. Never I know there were some dramatic plays. I just never felt like they were going to lose. You know. And I mean, as we're recording, it looks like Dallas is the biggest blowout. The blowout. Okay. Uh, I mean, Buccaneers are so beat up, but um. And Dallas, yeah. we've talked about all year, like, that you could make an argument that they're, like, I think they're an easy top three team in the NFC. I I do think they're the most talented team on paper. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's the level of good they are. I think everyone was doubting them just because of, like, Brady makes you doubt a little bit, but, like. That's how this game should go. Like for like the the Bucks were the one team where it's like you don't belong in the playoffs, and right, the right. Cowboys are really really good. So, um, but to the 49ers credit, um, is that game any closer if it's if it was the Lions or the Packers? I think Lions. Just I think it, so too. I think so too. That would probably been my pick to have the closest game. I, I yeah. mean, listen, you got to give Pete Carroll's flowers a little bit. Like, yeah, he was so close to getting canned. <laughs> like, so yeah. unbelievably close. And what a mistake that would have been. How crazy is it? And hindsight, obviously, it's not crazy at all. But how crazy is it that in the moment they clearly were choosing quarterback or coach? You have to pick one. Yeah. In the NFL, you always pick the player because you're tied to them with money and yeah. it affects salary cap and all that. And we thought Pete Carroll was retiring, obviously, because he's old as shit. But now he's running scooters around the fucking locker room and shit like that. But they stuck with Pete Carroll. We're like, okay, apparently Pete's okay with a rebuild because they also got rid of Bobby Wagner, which 
I wish they didn't now. But, man, Pete Carroll coached his ass off this year. They looked really good. They also had a million injuries, dude. Like, it, running back the entire offseason where, like, Chris, Chris Carson had to retire. Rashad Penny got hurt. Somebody else got hurt. It They played really well. DK Metcalf, I think, has matured this year. Like, as much as shit I give him, I thought he, he for sure, in this game, he played amazing. But What's well, amazing yeah. what does, like, I mean, Wilson didn't use him. Like, no, some really. of it was yeah. mature, but it's like, in hindsight, it's like, listen, I like Tyler Lockett too, K-State ride or die, baby. But also, like, you got a big man out, like, throw, throw <laughs> the big man the ball, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pete Carroll coached his ass off. I'm interested to see, because they're going to sign, they're going to extend Geno. They will. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what kind of contract they give him. They draft a quarterback for sure, right? I don't know. I think they do. I I don't think they expected Geno to be this good, but they're going to draft his quote unquote replacement like, because they have they have the Broncos pick, so they have a high pick. I think they draft a QB and they're like, "Listen, we're going to ride with Geno while this guy develops." Yada, 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 you know, um, and if it's one year, it's one year. Like, that's the one yeah. thing I'll say is it was incredible. Like, they for sure made the right call. Pete Carroll's great. They had an awesome year. They wanted to tank. <laughs> they could say what they want, but, like, they won more right. games than they wanted to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the nice part is, like you said, that trade worked so in their favor that it didn't matter because what no one thought would happen happened and the, the Broncos sucked. So Yeah, they were they were worse than we imagined. You and I both picked them last in the division, but with like I mean maybe six wins. Six wins, wins, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, six wins, which I guess wasn't that far off, but boy were they bad. <laughs> they were right. Bad. Well, I also think like maybe even more than that, because at the beginning of the year as weird as it to think of, we thought like all four of those, like it was weird because this year it was like playoff contenders were like seven win teams. And we thought all four of those teams would be in that seven to nine win bracket, you know? Right. Except for the, um, except for the Chiefs, of course. Yeah, we called it, baby. Um, but but I, I, I mean, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I will say about the Seahawks about drafting a quarterback. I think they have all this built in PR safety for them because they make the playoffs. They overachieve. They win nine games. And they can say, we don't know when we're going to pick. I don't know the Broncos pick offhand. I think it's like five or six. But we don't know when we're going to pick number six ever again. Because that's how good we are. So when you're here, you have to take a quarterback. Like, they could do that. And I think for the majority of people, they could be like, you know what? You're right. And we have another first-round pick anyways. So I think they can spin it that way. They also still have Drew Locke. Yes. Like, who we have no idea if he's good. We have no clue. <laughs> it's so true. It it is incredible how little we know about how good he is. Um, yeah, just like Colt McCoy, we might never know. Um, you know how good Colt is. Got got to find out at some point. We got to put him in there and see see what you have in Colt <laughs> like McCoy. Charlie Whitehurst. Um, let him play. See how he goes. Um, I yeah, I think so. For this particular game. I listen, I'm rooting against them, so it colors my judgment so much. But I do think there's an argument to be made of like you said, I think the Cowboys could be argued the most talented. I just mm-hmm. think I, the team I want to play the least is the 49ers. They're they're so solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know? 49ers are the best team. Let's really quick run through it. 
first uh, gut feeling, like what's our playoff power rankings right now? I would say 49ers number one. Yeah. Um, certainly of the teams that played, even counting the two by teams, I would say 49ers one, then Chiefs, then Eagles. Chiefs two. Um, Eagles. I think I'd put Bills at three. Just because I know what they are. Doomed. I know what they are too. Doomed. I know, but I think they're going to lose to the Chiefs. Like, I think they have no chance they lose this weekend. I think you're right. I feel like them losing to the Bengals feels a little. I don't know, man. I think I might pick the Bengals in that one. But um, let me see. I I couldn't believe that game was as close as it was against the Dolphins. I think I'm just, I was really shook by like. That should have been close. Yeah, Dolphins always play that division tough, I will say. That's true. That's Let true. me say this, though, because Bengals fans quickly got loud after <laughs> that game. <laughs> Too loud. By the way, why don't we all hate Joe Burrow? Like, I, I, I agree, and I love him. So I agree, though. Like, why like, don't we? Like, I get it, too. But when you get asked, is your playoff window closing – and if not, how long is it? And you go, as long as I'm playing, the, w- the window's open. Yeah, we should yeah. hate it. We should, <laughs> yeah. like, that's terrible. That's so fucking cocky. Like, uh, but yeah. it's great. It's a great line. And by the way, true. It like, is, right. Your window's open. <laughs> as long as they win, he can say that shit. If they lose, people are going to start to say, oh, for codes and can, can Joe Burrow just not get it done? Can he not win the big one? But Bengals fans got loud. And for a lot of reasons. However, the one reason I'm so pissed off, I can't take it. Why isn't anyone talking about how we should be hosting the Bills this weekend? Knock it off. <laughs> like, you want to know the reason? Because a player died like in front of you. <laughs> like, that's the reason that we said, hey, let's just call it off. Like, that's the reason. Dude, if they lose, so many, so many, so many guys with Confederate flags on their truck are going to show up real quick and go, you know why we lost this game. Yeah. <laughs> you know why. Yeah. Like, take it easy. I understand. By the way, I'm not saying it's racing. I'm just saying they happen to coincide. That Venn diagram <laughs> yeah. just happens to hit. That's all, that's all I'm saying. It's like one of those things where it's like other Bengals fans will be making that argument. They'll be like, if we hosted, who knows? Mm-hmm. And then they'll realize they're next to Leroy with his truck. And they're like, oh, how did I end up on this side? You know? in, your, in your defense, per capita, there's more Confederate flags in Ohio than anywhere else. I'm positive. Hey, the most Southern man I've ever met was from the foothills of the Appalachia. It's, <laughs> it's really? unbelievable. He was from Cleveland. Like, <laughs> and he talked like Lindsey Graham. It was it was <laughs> incredible. Like it, <laughs> So Ohio's got something weird going on. <laughs> is man that rivals for the title jake i don't know what we're doing here i've got uh, a, i've got another good quote coming up because i thought of a segment that i want to do after we talk about this game but uh okay. i here's my thing with the 49ers though to close out my one fear and you touched on it if 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 they trail Purdy's yeah. not good enough well this matchup against the cowboys is scary because Purdy was bad last game. He was inaccurate. He made bad decisions. He stared at receivers. Even his quote-unquote amazing throw that went viral was a terrible throw and a terrible decision. The Cowboys catch those. I know. I know. I'm thinking we could have a game where both quarterbacks throw three picks. Like yeah. we, we could be headed towards one of my favorite type of just messy, messy football games. Of like, Oh, oh 
there's going to be a bet with amazing odds for a, d- a defensive touchdown this game. Oh yeah, put put money on it because sure. it's probably happening. I know that's a good game. I mean, that's a fun matchup. Um, but power tough draw, then. or I mean, tough draw for the 49ers. Like as much and, as we talked up yeah. the Giants, like who would you rather play? Like Giants for sure. Like for tough, sure, tough draw for sure. So power rankings quickly. Chief, uh, 49ers, Chiefs, and then ba- Bills or Bengals. I'm fine with interchanging those two. Five, I think it's Dallas. I do. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think I do. I think it's Dallas over Eagles to me because of Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, everyone talking can't about how can't lay, can't lay off the juice. <laughs> and everyone's talking about his hernia injury. Yeah. And then he came out this week. He's like, yeah, like they said they can repair my groin in the offseason. So fine. everyone, no, no, everyone's reporting his injury wrong. Everyone's been saying it's a groin, a, a hernia. It's his groin. A tackle who's kick stepping and needing power has a hurt, a torn groin. <laughs> That's not going to be good. It's true. <laughs> I did think about it that way. That's uh, that's very true. Should have been resting up instead of doing his Christmas record. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, by the way, he's going to be on the juice probably for this game so he doesn't feel it, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I would put Dallas, then Eagles. I'm fine with interchanging them. So then who would you put as last? Alive. Would it be the um, Giants? Would it be the... Jags. Jags. Yeah, you're right. Jags and Giants above them. Yeah. 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 I think um, Giants are just so – I honestly think there's an argument, like, in terms of talent. Like, the Giants are a pretty talented team. I disagree. I and think it's I not – really like Saquon Barkley. <laughs> that's, I, that's all it is. But, yeah, I, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think that's fine. Their receiving core is so injured. Isaiah Hot Hodgins or whatever from Oregon State has been going crazy, who I think is pretty fine. But then yeah. Richie James, who the 49ers cut, like he's been probably the second best receiver. And then that defense, I think, is so unbelievably untalented, other than their defensive front, which is the only thing Wink cares about. But like yeah. safe safeties and corners, they're bad. Yeah. So I don't know. I know. I, I think I agree with you. I really like the Bengals. I think I think they're pretty high up on my – if I had to do a Power 5, it would be um, – my specific order would be um, probably Chiefs, Niners, Eagles. Um, I would go Bengals and then Bills. That would be my top five. Oh, if I gave my own, like Bengals might be the, the worst one actually. If I'm being Ooh. honest, their offensive and line's they're, done. They're done. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're the one team that doesn't need an offensive line. I don't get it, Zach, but they just don't. You know, they just they just lost Jonah Williams too. If they get past this week, maybe he plays. Maybe he'll play this week because he dislocated his patella. You can play with a dislocated patella, but if I'm the Bills, again, I'm diving at his fucking knee. I'm dislocating it again. Here's what I'm saying. Worst storyline show. I'm calling it now because I know you don't agree with me on this storyline, but I'm calling it now. This is Chiefs. Be nervous because if the Bills win, you're set. You're winning that game for sure. They lose, you're host. I don't think you beat the Bills. They've got your number. You're right. You're right. That is that's true. It's must win. Put it on the poll, you know. 
Yeah, that's why they have the Chiefs playing right away. Get the game out of the way so you can watch this game because it's make or break for the Chiefs on Sunday afternoon. Even though they've already won, <laughs> the Chiefs the couldn't focus otherwise. They're so, they're more nervous about that game than their game. Absolutely. Um, okay, so you had an idea for another game, but I've it? got a game to close the show, Zach, because uh, it's football related, and we're gonna call it the Cliche Bowl. Okay? <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. I've got two brands of cliches. We're gonna talk them out, and then you're gonna pick which ones are best. Because you reminded me of two throughout the show. Good. Um, I've heard them. Both a lot this week, and for football, we have to decide. There can only be one winner. What is our favorite brand of cliches? Is it A, God loves football? It's my favorite (laughs) thing that's popped up this week. How many teams are blessed by God? Has anyone ever think, like, no wonder God always gets this right. He's picking everybody. You know, he's Stu God's hedging his bets. (laughs) You know, (laughs) when you ever listen to this, like, how are the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals all God's team? You're right. You are absolutely. The only team that's not God's team is the Cowboys, and that's America's team. Yeah. Also, everyone keeps playing that clip of Josh Allen being like, listen, that, that kick return, was a, it was a holy moment. Like, mm-hmm. God brought him back so that we could win that football game. That's and right. listen, I identify as Christian, so I'm laughing with, not at the Buffalo Bills, and I'm glad Demar Hamlin's alive. I don't think we should be insinuating that God killed a guy just so that we could bring him back and then give us a kick return in Week 18. I don't think that's why I did. Like, is that why we did it? Hold up the three, baby. Jake, <laughs> much like the Oak Island curse, one more person has to die for the curse to be broken, and maybe. The Bills needed a person to die for the curse to be broken because Jamar Ham, uh, Hamlet got rid of the hex. He died on that field. They brought him back to life. Kind of a little, uh, they, they found a loophole. As long as we can bring him back, it's fine. And you know what? Hex gone. They killed the Horcrux that was in Damar Hamlin, and they are good to go now. I just, it, like, the way the football players thank God has become, like, a whole genre of, like, Dabo's out here making acronyms for it. He made, he made Clemson God's name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Dabo's a douchebag. Like, <laughs> like, everything out here. Like, listen, man, like, sure, that might be what's happening. Also, I, I just don't know if he really cared about the Jags game. I'm going to throw it out there, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if he's back in the Jags. (laughs) No kidding. Of all the people, of all the places to be, you think God's really caring about Jacksonville? Because I don't think so. He might go there a couple months during the winter, but I I, I don't know if he's there year-round. Put on the polls. Got a snowbird. I think he might be. But I, you know, Maybe. I, I don't know. I, he cheers for Jacksonville once Clemson season's over. Maybe. I don't know. He did send Tim Tebow there in his, you know, likeness to kind of watch over the place so he didn't have to go. I think that's the answer. He doesn't want to go to Florida either. That's why he sent Tim Tebow there to, you know, watch over the grounds for a sec. All right. Do we like that cliche more, Zach? Or this one, which is a you got to let me spin this web a little bit because it's a little more specific. But I think you'll be shocked how often it happens. Sports hearsay. And what I mean about this, Zach, is it's my it's growing to be my favorite cliche, which is sports broadcasters or sports personalities who tell stories about suddenly predicting things exactly right before they happen. But they only tell you after they happen. 
you did it a little <laughs> bit with like I well maybe think of it was the Lindsay story and I totally believe you but it's like how many times this weekend did you yeah. hear like Greg also did it where he was like on the car on the way into this game I was saying to myself this is going to be close in the final two minutes it's yeah. my favorite how many like coaches are like all week like the once the game's over they come out and tell you all week I said we were going to win by a field call all mm. week I said it you can ask anyone I, I told the guys in the locker room, I said, this was going to be tight down the stretch. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear those convos because that didn't happen. There's no way. Greg, you did not call this coming down to a, a Hail Mary. I don't believe you. <laughs> or be more specific. <laughs> like, figure it out. Like, you can't, you can't just be like, I think this is going to be a competitive game. I knew it. I knew both teams were going to fight. and It was going to come down to who wanted it more. And, you know, yeah. My no. favorite part about sports hearsay is one, it's broad, like you said, and True. two, only comes up when you win. <laughs> only yeah. ever. It's, I yeah. told the guys we needed a lot of heart, and we did. <laughs> it's like you always need it. You always need a lot of heart. Like that's not <laughs> like I told the boys they had to want this one. They had to want it bad, you know. Um, <laughs> my favorite is when it gets personal. Like, I think there was an old, uh, I think it was Mike Tomlin because I've listened to everything he says and hate it. <laughs> and I think one time he said, I was home at the dinner table saying how bad I wanted to win the game this weekend. And it's my, it's my favorite quote. I think it was Tomlin, but some coach said it. And what I love it because everyone talks about working home, Mike, like every coach <laughs> yeah. who coaches any level of sport said that this week. And two, like, <laughs> I'm glad you won it. Like, you know, like, what does that add to yeah. the co- – it's just a really funny cliche because it's like everyone does it. Like, listen to a sports interview and every player is like, me and the guys in the back. Like, no one cares. Like, stop telling me a story that already happened. Right. That's true. Um, I, I don't know. If I'm choosing between the two – That's right. One, there can only be one. I love the whole. I love that God loves football more than <laughs> life itself. I think it's so funny. I think it's fantastic. I love its justification for anything. Like you just <laughs> say it, and it for some reason that overrides anything. It's just it's the trump card. Like whatever you say, I, then you thank God afterwards. And whatever happens, you thank God, win or lose, and it's because it's football. Someone almost died this year, Jake, but that's fine because God loves football and it's his will. You know what I mean? All I got to say is one time, I don't know if he remembers this, but it's a core memory for me. One time Pete Osmond caught me before an eighth grade football game. And on the way into the car, I said, dear Lord, let us beat Spring Valley. And he said, God doesn't care about your eighth grade football game. And I've lived by that like he doesn't. Like, what, what we, of course he doesn't. And if he did, you tell me he's not ruined for the cards. Like, he, you know, like, come on. Like, who doesn't love Spring Valley? So, like. I, I, I love that he shuts you down immediately. Like, it, 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 in his mind, he's like, Spring Valley's pretty good. Like, let's, let's not ruin Jake's faith based on this fucking game here. Well, one that, and it's like, that comes up all the time because it's like, it is funny. And also, like, <laughs> I love the idea of, like, like, Dabo fascinates me. Anytime he brings up God, which is a lot, um, it's incredible because he at least is persistent. Like, they <laughs> lose and he's like, 
you know, thanks to God, it's all part of the big one. Like in Dabo's mind, like I think like it was God's plan for us to not win a championship eight years in a row and then win one. Like it's like it was all leading to this and then we're starting over, you know? Well, he also uses it as the excuse, like, we should be in the playoff because we know God wanted us to lose the two before that. There's nothing we could do about that. We lost them in his, you know, because of what he wanted. But we were hot down the stretch. And by God, we beat Wake Forest, didn't we? Like, yeah, Dabba, you beat Wake Forest. And uh, I, I, do I love Dabo? Or do I, I hate well, I, I don't. I don't. But you, you know, you can. Love I might. I think I. I, I also just love. It's the most. I found a way to articulate it. It's the most American football thing in the world to be like God's love is competitive. <laughs> like to right. be like like Dabo when he talks right. about it is like like the guys on the like you were playing Notre Dame Dabo. <laughs> they're out there and they you know and they're praying in a circle before every quarter. And you're like, we, God wanted us to win more. Like, it's like, what? Like, we prayed harder? Like, how does this work? Like, you know? How hasn't Notre Dame paid whatever amount of money they want for Dabo? Doesn't that make sense for him to go there? Might not be God's plan. That's true. You're right. Maybe, maybe, maybe they see through Dabo and be like, you know, he's not genuine, unlike Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Brian Kelly is a true Christian, a true family man, Southern twang. Which one of those two has helped more players or random kids meet God? <laughs> That's a very good point. That is a very good point. Uh, Brian Kelly is performing miracles out here, uh, ending the life of children. <laughs> I can't put it any more clearly than that. That's right. That's right. Hey, listen, all I love God in sports, and we're going to end it on one of our favorite stories of all time on the show, Zach. I love the story of Tim Tebow loving God so much that he hopped into the stands at a baseball game and saved a woman by preventing the EMTs from getting to her a little faster. Like, getting in there and just being like, that's my favorite story of all time of, like, what saved her the EMTs before that? Yeah. Tim Tebow said a couple Hail Marys and away we went, you know? Fucking Tim Tebow. I believe he did it. I believe he's the one. He's the reason that woman lives to this day. Maybe. I don't know. Tim Tebow's awesome. God, I love Tim Tebow. <laughs> hey, man, I'm with it, too. All, all I'm saying, uh, listen. It's so can, funny. It's so funny. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there. I don't know if God watches minor league baseball. What? If Tim Tebow's fucking taking the mound, Jake, God's watching. Are you kidding me? Must watch television. Must watch television. I think that does it for this week, Zach. And, and this week, it's, it's going to be official. God's going to love... Four of these teams more than everybody else. Tough break for four teams, though. Tough. tough that, that's a tough realization. But oh, what's going on in the game? Okay. Anyway, yeah. Uh, bye. <laughs> Is that good? Great <Pretty> close. Great. <laughs>